Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 18th of November. Huge weekend of sports to get to. Of course, we have the Bucks traveling out west to play the 49ers, the Lightning are at home entertaining Edmonton, and we'll talk some college football as well. JimmyBSports.com, if you want to get on an email, the number is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to off the show on power 90.1 everything is expensive right now gas food you name it you're spending more you are making the same or less money it's not your fault it's the economy and guess what if you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us you can't pay your bills then the credit card companies as nice as they are start hounding you for money a smart thing for you to do is to call the zero debt They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. 800-514-2152. That's 800-514-2152. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hopefully everyone's enjoying their weekend so far and getting ready for a huge week with Thanksgiving, friends and family, football, and all the fixings. Uh, Talking some lightning. It's been a tough week for the lightning so far. They did come back on Thursday night with a nice 4-2 victory up there in Chicago after losing. Uh, to Chicago last week and then this past week Carolina beat us 4 nothing, and St. Louis blanked us 5 to zip so Hedman snapped a tie with about 12 minutes into the third period and we went on to win that game like I mentioned 4-2 to two. Braden Point great to see him out there he had a power play goal and two assists for us Sergachev uh, Scored in the second and assisted on Brandon Hagel's empty netter there at the end. So the Lightning dominated the action um, right before Hedman scored his fourth goal this season. All um, and all, a lot of eyes were on Bedard there, see what he was going to do for uh, Chicago. Although we were able to hold him. Uh, to just one shot. Connor Bedard, you know, he had four goals and two assists in the two previous games, but we were able to go out there and we probably played one of our better games earlier this week. If you look, uh, you know, when you only allow one shot in the last 18 minutes, that's going to help any team's defense. Yes, we're learning a new defense, and quite honestly, we played very poorly against Carolina and St. Louis, especially from a defensive standpoint, not to mention we didn't score any goals. So um, from a defensive standpoint, we stepped up. Everyone on the defensive end stepped up and played better. Sergachev stepped up and now he's been getting some... um, you know, how do you say it's a not so good press for his play, especially after the St. Louis game. But he went out there and, and he played well. 
Perry uh, Cooper praised his team after um, uh, Perry connected on a goal and he said the boys dug in. We based, what happened in the past is basically we shied away from the moment and tonight we didn't. That was a quote from him. He's also said a big response from us in the third to close it out. If you remember what we talk about with the Lightning, more times than not, the losses that we have endured have come from us not being able to go out there and close out the game. Um, you know, we put pressure on them in their zone and Chicago couldn't get it back out of there. And if you look after being shut out the last two games, I'm sure there were some um, moments there of you know, checking what's going on and uh, probably some introspect to see what they need to do to go out there and right the ship. We have 18 points right now, 7-6 and six in the Atlantic Division. So like I said, it's still early in the season. It's going to be nice to see when we get uh, number 88 back. Of course, I'm talking about the big cat, Vasilevsky. Although our defense has not been great, and at times they've been very poor, you have to look out there and say, you know, Johansson, he hasn't played bad. Uh, he made 13 saves for the Lightning. Uh, but you really want Vasilevsky out there. I think he's still the best goalie on the planet. And when you have him behind your defense, you're going to be able to play with that uh, swagger, if you will, or that chip on your shoulder, maybe. And it just puts a whole different perspective on the team on the ice when you have number 88 out there. And I really don't want to go out there and dissect the team. It's still relatively early in the season. Again, we've only played 13 games. They've been without Vasilevsky. So until he gets back and we're able to uh, assess how he's looking and see how the defense plays at that point. Then we'll go ahead and you know, talk more about what the Lightning need to do and you know what they don't need to do. So again, you have uh, all good things happening. Sorelli left the game in the first after blocking a shot uh, with his wrist and not quite sure how that's going to be. Cernak returned after missing Tuesday's game at St. Louis with an upper body injury. So, of course, we host Edmonton tonight, um, and I think that's going to be a... Uh, uh, an important game. Every game is important. You want to be going in the right direction. You want to make sure that you know, with this new defense, you're making strides. You're not going to be able to win every game. And there's going to be some, t some days, some games, some weeks, if you will, which we just went through one, where nothing is going to seem to work. And you're going to go through a, no, four nothing, five nothing, uh, two to one game, losing in overtime. But uh, I, I do have a lot of positive things to say about how this team is uh, progressing in some areas. And when Point goes out there and gets a power play goal, uh, you see Stamkos um, out there, you, you're going to be able to see the lightning as we're used to seeing them. So for those of you ready to jump off the bandwagon, you know, with the texts and the emails and whatnot, I mean, it's a long season, guys and girls. So hang in there. 
shoot me the emails let me know what you think again game tonight and i think that we're going to be able to come around along with another w tonight and start off the weekend well love to hear your thoughts jimmybsports.com if you want to go to the number it's 877-448-7901 we'll be right back to talk some bucks you are in the gymnasium on power 90.1 The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels. You might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-390-5160 Eight hundred three nine zero five one six zero. Eight hundred three nine zero five one six zero. That's eight hundred three nine zero fifty one sixty. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power ninety point one. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Thoughts from the game last weekend? Yes, we called it that we'd beat Tennessee. We did. It wasn't easy, but a twenty to six victory. We'll take it. Anytime we can, W is a W in the NFL. Going into the game, of course, we had lost four games in a row, trying to go out there and still salvage the season. You have receiver like Mike Evans. Great play at the end when he pulled a couple guys into the end zone for a 22-yard touchdown. A lot of people were saying before the game and during the game, what's going on with Mike? Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not there, it seems. Then he drops a pass in the end zone that would have been a touchdown. But when it comes down to it, he makes the plays that he has to make. And everyone is going to have some drop passes if you're a receiver in the NFL. Baker Mayfield had a good game. He threw for 278 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, and he played white, uh, Rashad White. He, he took a first quarter screen pass, turned it into a 43-yard touchdown. We've been calling for screens for him all year long. Finally, we're starting to do that. And, uh, you know, between him and, and Evans, who finished with six receptions, had 143 yards. That's what you do. That's the way you turn around a season and you know get back on the on the winning ways. So it's a lot of weight off your shoulders once you go out there and win a game. And now you get back to the playoff picture. So uh, a couple teams helped us out. Losses. We're four and five right now in that NFC South division. Atlanta lost. They're four and six. The Saints are five and five. They lost. So believe it or not, we're right there. We're only a game behind, and you know, we do have both of these uh, the teams to play. We're going to be playing uh, the Saints again. We're going to be playing Carolina twice. We're going to be playing Atlanta again. So you know, we got a lot of these teams that we're going to be playing. And when you look at it, all you have to do is take it one game at a time and try to look at what the other team you're playing, what their strengths are, how you're going to alleviate them, and what your strengths are, and how you're going to capitalize on what you're doing. Now, saying that, we're playing a team this weekend, the 49ers out there in California, nice 3,000-mile trip for the Bucks. Uh, they're not Tennessee. 
and no, they're not Atlanta, and they're going to be a team that does a lot of things right. You look at that team, the 49ers, uh, even though they had a three-game losing skid themselves, you look at that team, they're stacked on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. It doesn't much matter. Uh, they have an offense that can put points up on the board um, whenever it seems as though they need to. And, of course, they destroyed us last year, if you remember, when we went out there. And, you know, when you're the Bucks and you're on the wrong side of uh, 500, then you need to change some things up. It looks like Canales is um, learning a little bit on what to do as far as utilizing White a little bit better out of the backfield, maybe taking chances with Godwin, looking at Kate Otten across the middle more times than not. Uh, if In order to win the, the, uh, the trophy, the Lombardi Trophy in the NFL, I've said it many times, you need how need to learn how to run the ball and how to stop the run. Now, this team is going to go as far as their defense takes them. For example, we scored 35 or 37 points two weeks ago and lost the game because our defense couldn't stop anyone. If that happens, you might as well just shut it down right there because we're not going to win. But our defense, when they're playing well, like they did against Tennessee, it's a whole different story. Now we can go out there and score those no, 17, 20 points, 22 points maybe, and come away with, with a victory. Well, when we're playing San Francisco, our defense needs to play at its capabilities and you now at the top level. We do well in the end zone as far as the red zone when our backs are against the wall. Unfortunately, when you have people like Debo Samuel, you have Brock Purdy, the quarterback, Christian McCaffrey as your running back, Greg Kittles as your tight end, they have a lot of weapons, they, I mean San Francisco, that they can throw at you. So, yes, we're gonna be tested, and yes, we're gonna have to go out there and play probably as well as we're capable of. Is it possible that we win? Yeah. Do we have a couple injuries? Yeah, we, we got a couple. Um, you know, of course, Carlton Davis has a toe. Uh, Feeler has a knee. They're you know, inactive. Jamel Dean um, cleared concussion protocol. He started last week. Let's, let's see what happens this week. But um, for their next five games are on the road. And this is going to be the four-game um stretch here that's going to really be a pivotal factor in what the rest of the season looks like. I think Baker Mayfield, uh, say what you will, are the Bucks going to be looking for a quarterback in the draft? Yeah, probably. But you know what? You can have Joe Montana back there if you don't have an offensive line that's giving you time to throw the ball. It doesn't matter you know, who you are over the center. If you don't have an offensive line that can open up holes for a running back to go through, you could have Barry Sanders out there and it won't make a difference. So what I'm saying is that there's going to be some trade opportunities. There's some talk of perhaps Mike Evans. Uh, I heard that the Jets were uh, trying to make a deal with him for a first round pick. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't know what the Bucks will decide to do with Mike Evans. We'll talk about that more in depth as the season unravels here and goes forward. But I, I do think that the Bucks need help in several places. And one of those places is the offensive line. Uh, don't forget when they were... Um, when they won the Super Bowl, they had Ali Marpet out there. They had Jensen playing well, uh, Worfs. So you had a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, were seasoned veterans that were very good. And that's what it takes to go out there and win the chip. Now, like I said, you don't get too far ahead of yourself. You take one game at a time. How do we beat San Francisco? Well, number one, you have to look at what the San Francisco's strengths are. They can score points. They can move the ball. Now, Brock Purdy, for as consistent as he's been, it wasn't too long ago that they just lost three games in a row. So, and he threw some bad interceptions. Are we able to pressure him and maybe force him into a couple bad plays? Absolutely. And, and as a matter of fact, we're going to have to if we have any chance of winning because mentioned earlier, they have a lot of weapons that they can go to. McCaffrey up the middle, McCaffrey out of the backfield. Like I said, Debo Samuels, all these guys. So they have a lot of weapons that they can throw at us. From an offensive standpoint, the way that we're going to have to go about playing San Francisco, we're not going to be able to run the ball up the middle. So if Canales and company and Bulls thinks that running the ball is going to be the way to go out there and maintain control, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Looking at San Francisco's defense, the only weaknesses that they really have, I can see, is you know over the top. You can take advantage of their secondary a little bit. You might be able to get away. You're going to have to stretch the field. Does that mean maybe having Palmer go deep? I, I would, in the first series of play, the, as soon as we get the ball, I would go deep. I would stretch the field, let San Fran know, listen, we're going, to be, we're going to be going deep. We're going to be going across the middle. We're going to be throwing the ball to running backs out of the backfield. Whatever it might take, because we need to open up this offense. So anything that Canales has been saving in his arsenal or the repertoire, in the playbook, we need to bring out there to California this week and open it up. If not, it's going to be a loss like it was last year where we got crushed Excuse me, I think we lost by 30-something points. So it can get that ugly that fast. Mayfield is going to have to eliminate his bad decisions. A lot of times he'll throw into double or triple coverage. It may look like Evans is open if for a second. All of a sudden, the defense collapses, closes the window, and uh, it does not allow him to run freely down the field. Uh, by that time, a lot of times Mayfield has already made the decision to throw him the ball and it doesn't work out. I've seen more interceptions with him doing it that way or near interceptions that I care to. So pick your spots, work the defense, try to get Evans that one-on-one -on -one opportunity and then take advantage of it. Don't, uh, don't overreact. And I think if the offense is able to uh, close down 
that window where they go out there three and out, next possession three and out, and go out there and maintain some semblance of moving the chains, then it could be a close game for a while. And you never know what's going to happen on any given Sunday any team can win. We're going to come back, break down some other games this weekend. JimmyVSports.com gets you on the show. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling, serving Valrico and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, Fire and Ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need. Also specializing in new installs, using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment. Don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill. Over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services. When you don't want service with a guest, call the best. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Call 863-797-7096. That's 863-797-7096. Or online at Fire and Ice air.com now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 welcome back nfl fans well week 10 gave us something that we've never seen before on an nfl sunday five game winning walk off field goals in one day so how about that? But then it got better. The Bills fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. The Browns lost quarterback Deshaun Watson for the season. The Jets announced that they were still going to stick with Zach Wilson. So where does that put us into Week 11? Well, it keeps on going. If you watch the game on Thursday night, and that was the Bengals at the Ravens, it kept on getting worse. You had... Burrow getting hurt out for the season. Um, that's unbelievable. And there's a big investigation now as to why he wasn't on the injured list because there was a, um, a video of, of him coming off the plane on Wednesday with a brace on his wrist that wasn't um, reported to the league. So that's going to be something that's going to be looked at. You had Andrew for... A tight end for Baltimore, who is out now for the season with an ankle injury that he sustained. Um, the shot of the quarterback, Lamar Jackson, almost got injured as well. So these, these Thursday night games, they're going from you know bad to worse to ridiculous. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's the curse of a Thursday night game, but they got to think of something to do to be able to eliminate some of these injuries. Uh, playing on a Sunday, then playing again on a Thursday. Perhaps the the way to fix that is you can only play on a Thursday night game if you're coming off of a bye week. That way, at least the teams are rested and they can go out there and play. Anyway, if you watch the game, the Ravens are still one of the best teams in the NFL. And even though they let one get away last week against Cleveland there as Cleveland won from a come-from-behind victory, that division's tough this year. I do think that Baltimore is, like I said, probably, I think when they're healthy, they're the best team in the AFC. Now that may change with Andrew being out as far as their tight end. We'll have to see how it goes. So a um, couple other games, you've got the Chargers at Green Bay. 
this week. The Chargers scored touchdowns on their final five possessions last week against the Lions. And you know what? They still managed to lose the game. <laughs> How? Because the defense under Brandon Staley is a disaster. They gave up 533 yards, the third worst performance by any defense in a game this season. So um, as for the Packers, I thought Jordan Love showed some progress during last week's loss to the Steelers. Uh, he down by four points in the fourth quarter. He drove them to the red zone. Uh, unfortunately, both possessions ended with interceptions. So I don't know what to think about this game. I am going to take the Chargers giving the three points right now. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a um, seven-point favorite in this one. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, when there's no pressure on him, he plays well. When there is pressure and not so well, I'm going to take the Titans plus the seven. The Raiders at Miami. Miami is given 12 and a half points in this one. My favorite part of the Raiders' win over the Jets on Sunday night um, was every time the broadcast went to a sideline reporter, Melissa Stark, she had a different story from Josh Jacobs about how much the running back hated to play for Josh McDaniels. I thought it was funny. Um, and again, there's some other stories with reporters this week, which we'll talk about at a different time. But when we saw the Dolphins play um, in their comeback bid against the Chiefs in Germany, they lost. They're 6-3. and three. Their losses come against teams named the Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs. So I'm not sure Miami can win a game against a team that's above 500. Uh, we'll see what happens. I do think they win this game and go from there. Den Dallas is playing at Carolina. Um, Carolina is getting 10 and a half. Dallas, as you know, had a great game last week. Um, you know, they're playing good ball. They got stomped by the 49ers in week five, but uh, their only loss since then was a uh, game at Philly where the Eagles outplayed them. And I think that Bryce Young, I don't think that the Panthers are going to be able to match up with Dallas. And I, I picked Dallas in this one by about two touchdowns. Arizona at the Texans. Kyler Murray's back. He did look good last week in Arizona's win over the Falcons. Um, I didn't think, honestly, that they'd even bring him back after his injury, but they did. So the Texans, meanwhile, they continue to be one of the NFL's best stories. I'm talking about C.J. Stroud, the rookie quarterback who destroyed the uh, Buccaneers, if you remember. Um, but, you know, he had a great game again last week and I think that um, he's definitely the biggest reason for Houston's success and I, I don't know if this will be a good game to watch but it should be fun to see what his what he does on the field I'm going to pick the Cardinals in a game that doesn't really mean much a good one that I'm interested in is Pittsburgh at Cleveland Last week was the biggest win of the Deshaun Watson era in Cleveland, no doubt. But as you know by now, that definitely came at a cost. Watson suffered a, a right shoulder injury. And of course, he's out for the season. So along with Burroughs, they're both out in that NFC, uh, the AFC division. The Browns are going to go with rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson in this game. Um, so... He, Went from being a 
much desirable game to a game that is going to be still important. So any time that you have a team coached by Mike Tomlin, I think that it's going to be tough to out-physical them. And I do look for the Steelers to win this game, even though they are the underdog, believe it or not, in this game. You got the Giants at Washington. Washington is a, almost a 10-point favorite. Uh, the Giants, we're talking about them. We have to talk about they're probably um, legitimately a great shot to land the number one draft pick. Other than that, not much good to say about uh, the Giants. The Bears at Detroit, you get one of these matchups. In that division, it's usually highly anticipated to begin with. Add Justin Fields, expected to return for this game as the Bears starter. And that excitement, I think, uh, is increased. So we'll see what happens with that one. Maybe if Fields is able to, you know, stretch and get the ball down the field, it'll be a good game. Other than that, I think Detroit has too much physical Manpower on both sides of the ball, and I look for Detroit to win this game by probably 10 points. We already talked about San Francisco and the Bucks. You know, the 49ers, they're healthy on both sides of the ball, and we talked about the Bucks, what we need to do as far as limiting any mental mistakes, and that includes penalties. We have too many penalties, so I think that uh, making the trip out over there, if someone's injured, you may think about even arresting them, in my opinion. Hate to say that, but if uh, it's a long season, the Bucks right now, they're only a half a game out of first place. They're behind the Saints right now. We do play the Saints again, like I mentioned. We play Carolina twice and Atlanta one more time. So this game, although every game matters and it is an NFC opponent, it is not the end of the world if the Bucks do lose this one. You have the Jets playing at Buffalo. Uh, you know, what do you say about Buffalo? Every time you say that they're the team to beat, something happens. Josh Allen isn't looking like the Josh Allen uh, that we've seen years before. The last couple especially. Uh, don't get me wrong, but they are playing the Jets, so that's going to probably be a good fix for any ills. And I'll take Buffalo in this game by about 10 points as well. Seattle at the Rams. That's pretty even. The Rams are expected to get Matthew Stafford back after a one-game absence because of a thumb injury as quarterback. Um, you know, Stafford has enough issues as uh, without the thumb injury, throwing the ball all over the place to teams wearing a different colored jersey. Um, but you do have Cooper Cup, that Puka Nakau are having a great season on the field, and the Seahawks are 6-3, and three, but I do think that the Rams are going to actually come away with the victory in this game. Minnesota at Denver. This is an interesting game for a lot of reasons. The, the Vikings defense is up to eighth right now, and I uh, never would have thought that. And looking at this game, they go back and forth several times. But uh, Joshua Dobbs for the Vikings continued last week with the win because, as you know, the Vikings quarterback is out for the season as well. So uh, I'm going to go with Denver in this one, even though uh, they're going to be given two and a half. I like that. Then the game of the week. No doubt, the Eagles at K 
Kansas City. That's a Monday night game. Uh, I think both teams are different right now than they were in February. Uh, the Eagles lost defensive coordinator. What was his name? Uh, Gannon, Jonathan Gannon. We placed him with um, Sean Desai. The secondary's been hit hard with injuries. Uh, Dak Prescott exported Philly a little bit if you watch that game against Dallas. So, meanwhile, the Chiefs, they probably have a, a good defense, better defense than they've had in the last several years. And they have a quarterback named Mahomes. Uh, you know, Andy Reid has been very good after a bye. Uh, Philly, I don't think, has played their best game of the season yet. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, if you look, is he injured or not? It's tough to say week in, week out. You don't know what's going to happen. He's got two huge weapons with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Um, Goddard, of course, is out. That's not going to help their cause, but... Um, this is a toss-up. This game is a toss-up. Um, it's tough to go against the Chiefs. I heard um, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey of the um, Eagles, the Eagles center. He's never beaten the Chiefs. Will this be the first time it happens? We'll see. Um, no, I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift and any of that nonsense. So I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game and uh, have them play in the best game of the season. So that's the wrap on the games for this week. Uh, I love all the emails that we get. And yeah, it's really, it's really amazing that the injuries that have happened this year on the field, we're going to be talking about some of the reasons on why that may have happened. But again, keep on shooting me the emails. Let me know your thoughts on especially what the Bucks need to do, uh, what they need to do well, I should say, against San Francisco to have a shot to win this game. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. In the heart of Brandon, you'll find your local fine jeweler. That's Macaulay Fine Jewelry. Stop by our new location directly behind our old building at the southeast corner of Robertson and Kings Avenue. At Macaulay Fine Jewelry, we have a group of very talented designers and jewelers on site who would love to help you create a one-of-a-kind piece or choose from an array of beautiful fine jewelry ready to box and gift wrap. The holiday season is upon us. Macaulay's holiday sale starts November 21st and runs through Christmas Eve. Do something special this year. Stop by Macaulay Fine Jewelry, 201 South Kings Avenue, in the heart of Brandon. Now, now back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. If it's Saturday, that means it's college football. Yes, we're in week 12 if you're keeping track. And in the college football playoff picture, there are five teams that are undefeated. And the top five teams, we have number one, Georgia. They were able to jump over. Ohio State, who overtook them the last time the uh, poll was out. How they took over, I'm not quite sure, but it's back to normal. I think Georgia is the best team in the country. You have Ohio State at number two, and these teams are all undefeated. You have Michigan, 10-0, and they are number three. Uh, speaking of Michigan, Harbaugh accepts his 
three-game suspension, which to me is ridiculous. So he can coach the team during the week. He can do everything except be on the sidelines. And uh, that's supposed to, I guess, deter Michigan from um, looking at other teams' signals at different games. I don't know. I don't understand it. But nonetheless, they're at number three. You have undefeated Florida State at number four. And then you have Washington at number five. So those five teams, we look at what's going on. It is week 12, like we said. There is a um, top 10 showdown, which is obviously um, something to be looked at as well uh, as an important game in the crowded Big Ten. And then there is a number 16 Utah game against uh, 22 Arizona. So let's look at the uh, games that are worth watching. Like I said, Washington is number five. They'll be playing at Oregon State. That's a 7.30 game tonight. Uh, Washington's games have been you know, eh, pretty much not that well to watch. If you look at the last couple times, uh, not unlike TCU a year ago, if you remember that scenario. Nonetheless, no, there's no doubting that their quarterback, their Michael Penix Jr.'s ability to uh, play, play well, deliver in the clutch, all those things. Uh, however, his interception count is up to seven on this season as he's going to be forced and has been forced to score more as it gets closer and closer, trying to break in to the top four. So they're at Oregon State today. Like I said, it's a 7.30 game, and Washington State's pretty good at takeaways. So it should be an interesting game. I do think that uh, Washington's going to have their hands full and I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon State actually comes away with a victory here. So that's one of the games. The big one in the SEC is, of course, number one, Georgia at number 19, Tennessee. That's a 3.30 tilt. Um, of course, you know by now that Alabama will be playing Georgia in the SEC championship game. But even though that's a week or so away, you definitely want to go into that game undefeated. I'm talking if you're Georgia, so they have to go out there and take care of business. They have to make sure that their record remains unblemished when they get there to meet the Crimson Tide. So Tennessee's offense, if you look at them, they took a step back um, due to some personnel losses. Although their quarterback their Joe Milton, has had some good moments this year. He's going to have to play the game of his life if he wants to keep up with Georgia's attack. They're just loaded from top to bottom. If you've been watching their quarterback, Carson Beck, each week he seems to be gaining more and more confidence. And now that he has his key playmakers healthy, um, i.e. Brock Bowers, he turned from his ankle procedure last week, and Lad McConkey also looks to be at full speed. They're going to be tough to deal with, and I think Georgia does win this game. It may be close in the first half, but I just think that Georgia's physicality will come to the surface in the second half, and they're going to pull away and win that game. You do have another game that... Um, is a little interesting to watch. That's going to be number seven, Texas at Iowa State. Texas is alone atop the Big 12, and it's the league's lone playoff candidate. A lot needs to happen, though. Um, uh, they nearly let TCU hang around a little bit too long a week ago, but they did survive. Uh, 
we're going to see what happens, but Jonathan Brooks suffered a season-ending knee injury. It doesn't look good for him. Uh, Quinn Ewers looked good as a quarterback, so it should be a good game. Overall, I think Texas will uh, pull out a victory in this game. Uh, number nine, Louisville at Miami. That might be decent to watch here in an hour or so at um, noontime. The Cardinals look to end any suspense in the ACC and secure their spot against Florida State in the championship game with a road win. However, a Louisville loss is going to leave the door open for North Carolina, and we'll see what happens with that one. I think that uh, Louisville will probably end up winning this game, and that's about all that there are for games. You might want to tune in to Carolina at uh, Clemson. That's North Carolina at Clemson. The Tar Heels long shot for an ACC championship game may be over by the time they take the field based on the other game. Uh, Michigan at Maryland. Um, Of course, they just beat Penn State, so they have one final game before Ann Arbor, before Ohio State comes to Ann Arbor, uh, before the big matchup there. We'll see what is going to transpire. I think that although Maryland can play good for a while, I don't think they'll be able to hang with Michigan. Michigan has a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Blake Corum leads the nation with 18 rushing touchdowns. J.J. McCarthy, their quarterback, can move the ball in the air as well. So um, I don't think that uh, Maryland's going to put up much of a fight in this one. And Michigan should be okay as they get ready to take on Ohio State up there in the big house um, next week, Thanksgiving week. So that's the breakdown for Um, all the college games would love to hear your thoughts do you think that the three game suspension for Harbaugh is uh, legit do you think it's a harsh enough penalty do you think there shouldn't be a penalty in the first place do you think that you know if you go to a game to what to pick up what the other team is doing as long as you don't videotape it is that is that fine to do There's a lot to be said for what's going on. Some people think they're out to get Harbaugh and the the program at Michigan. I think it just brings that team closer together as a unit with a we against them, us against them mentality, if you will. And obviously the winner of the um, Ohio State-Michigan game, depending on what happens, they they could be number one going into the uh, four-team college football playoff. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Next week, we'll be talking about some college basketball, which is underway. Uh, And again, we have Thanksgiving week coming up, and that's all the rivalry games. And that's always fun to watch. And I think that as we get closer to the end of the season, you're going to see you're going to see some drama. It may not be uh, your team may not be in it, but if you do like the college football, you are going to see some good games. And then the bowl games, of course, will be coming up after that. Would love to hear what you have to say about. Um, the, the college football, do you think the top four teams are pretty much etched in stone? Anybody besides maybe Washington have a chance to uh, uh, grind their way in there? We'll see. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Anyway, guys, that's all the time we have. I want to, you know, in advance, wish everyone a, uh, a very happy Thanksgiving. A lot to be grateful for. 
and I hope you get to spend it with your friends and family, watch some football and you know all the festivities and try to get a little bit of exercise in between all the um, uh, turkey and all the fixings. As always, thank you for listening to the show. Be safe, be vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.